At Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash boost. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. How was your week? Did you get out last weekend and do any celebrating for in honor of this anniversary of 9-11? I did, and so did my guest who is here, Janet Scheid. She's back. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Thank you for being here. Hi, Janet. Hi, and thank you for having me back. That's great. We were just talking, and uh, last weekend there was a big Patriot Day salute in the Tiffin, Ohio area, honoring all the first responders, and Janet was a big part of planning that. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit more about it, Janet? Uh, The Patriot Day salute in Tiffin, Ohio was the best. It was However, it took 14 months of planning to this event happening in Tiffin. And we had over 300 volunteers help us kick this weekend off this Sunday with Patriot Day Salute. And I want to tell you, without your volunteers, you can't be successful in an event unless you have your volunteers to step it up and and help you with Patriot Day Salute. Um, It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful event. It actually started out with my brother, who is General, Brigadier General Mark Scheid, and he was in the Army. He's retired general. And Mark, he had a very good country western singer from Tennessee named Daryl Worley. Love Daryl. Yeah, I love Daryl. Daryl's great. And he's got a lot of um, number one hits out there. Yeah, you know what? I really would call him. I've heard, saw this written somewhere, the modern day Bob Hope. And I, you know, his songs are great. And I mean, I really, he was joking. He doesn't really hear himself on the radio that much, but he's a talented country artist. And he had this hit song, Do You Remember, back in, I think it was 2003. And this just came to him. And since then, it's become his life. Right, to right. Oh, around the, absolutely. The and and a lot of people don't know who he is, but that's because he's constantly traveling 
to other countries Mm -hmm. to support our troops and to do concerts for him. He's a fabulous, a very patriotic gentleman. Mm -hmm. He has a wife and a a little girl. Eight years old. Eight years old. (laughs) And, And so... My brother Mark has been after him for three years. Ah. Wanted him to come to Tiffin to just do a little concert in our little theater here called the Ritz Theater. It's just a small theater. And Daryl wanted to come, but he had to work it in his schedule. Well, three years later, they worked it into his schedule to come here. And Mark promised him that he would do his best to advertise and make this as big as he could possibly make it. As it turned out, they believe that they have between six and 7,000 people come, that right? come to this event. They started out with a 5K run in the morning. Right. They had a memorial, a tribute to, to the memorial. Um, then they had a parade, which, from what we understand, was the best parade they have ever had in Seneca County. Really? They had, we kept having people call us and and last minute can we get in your parade can we get in your parade we have a jeep from world war ii and my grandfather was was a world war ii vet can we get in the parade well my brother didn't want to deny anybody from participating so the parade kept getting longer (laughs) bigger and bigger you got to be flexible when you're planning big events don't you (laughs) so he had um he had seven local bands in, and we were fortunate enough to get the Ohio State Alumni Band, which had about 100 people in it, and it was fabulous. And then we followed up after the parade with an event out at the Tiffin Fairgrounds, and because we knew that's where we could actually hold a concert that was growing this big because we were selling so many tickets. So we had it at the fairgrounds, and that in itself, trying to organize that, is an incredible feat. You have no idea the organization that goes in of this magnitude to, to organize. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's really fun being part of a, a, a team that has put such a successful event. Um, and, and the people that you meet and that you bond with, like, you know, uh, the chief of police, he, I met him for the very first time. And, and because you need your security when you have an event this big so that everything goes right, so that nothing bad happens. And we have the sheriff's department involved in it. We have the universities involved in it, both Heidelberg and Tiffin University. A lot of the TU guys were our volunteers, mm-hmm. and yet TU was our main sponsor. They were our, our lead sponsor for this entire event. Right. Um, we had donations upon donations. Um, right now, as of today, we think we made between forty and forty-five thousand dollars clear to donate to a memorial for the for the veterans. To memorial, something that will be built, something here. that will be built here oh, in wow. Tiffin, Ohio, mm. for the war veterans. That's awesome, and it was—I can tell you—it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. The hair was standing on my arms. I—I I found myself with tears rolling down my cheek at certain times. Mm-hmm. Daryl's commentary in between his songs was just as engaging as the music itself. And talk a little bit about the people 
as they were leaving, the concert goers as they were leaving the event. Oh, as they were leaving, the mood mood was, you know, it it was really kind of cool because right at the very beginning, everybody was excited. I I was lucky enough to be one of the golf cart drivers. And what our jobs were was we would go to the gates and pick up people and transport them in to the bleachers and where the main concert was happening. And people had chairs and blankets, so they had a lot of stuff they were bringing. So it helped to transport the handicapped so they, too, were able to see this concert. So the mood at first was excitement and everybody happy, and we were just thrilled, beyond thrilled, that we were going to hear three different musical artists play, and, and, and we were all getting in for 10 bucks ahead, and it was exciting. And then the mood of the concert at the end of the concert was very somber and, and tearful. And, and exhausting and emotionally exhausting because it was such an incredible event. Meaningful. Meaningful it was. and heartful. Because oh. you're going about your life and happy-go-lucky and concert. You woohoo, get the big lighters out, the cell phones. But it was impactful. There was some real sentiment and things that made you think about and just remember and you know, I think I, I see for myself that was on my mind, and you know, it was so much more. I, it was the I can't believe I got that ticket for ten dollars. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, another thing, a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> we we made our vendors. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school. That's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Sell everything. There were 15 vendors. And I was responsible for getting all our vendors to the fairgrounds. So we made our vendors um, keep all of their items, whatever they were selling, $5 and less because we wanted to make this concert affordable for everyone, for everyone. I hope they all did well. So we've got a big dose of patriotism. (laughs) I have to tell you just one thing that was the most exciting thing for me about that particular day. There was a Korean War veteran that had a Purple Heart. He received his Purple Heart through the mail. The government mailed this Purple Heart to him. My brother was so upset that he had heard through the grapevine that this gentleman was just so hurt that he had received his Purple Heart through the mail. Because as we all know, or some of you don't know, a Purple Heart is supposed to be presented through a ceremony because the the patron has gotten hurt in some way to receive the Purple Heart giving service to the country. It's a big, big deal. So what he did is after Daryl had played, he had called this gentleman, which was 92 years old, up on stage. What is this talker? And he didn't know to expect yeah, it. This, right? this gentleman had no idea. Yeah. Mark called him up on stage. He came up the stage with his walker. He stood there, and Mark explained to him that he was so sad 
at what the government had done with his Purple Heart and that no military serviceman should receive a Purple Heart through the mail. So Mark wanted to write it for the, he wanted to write it for this man because it was the proper thing to do. Yeah, and he did. What a groaner that he didn't get more recognition in person and somebody in our government. Yeah, and what's really, really cool about this is this man, after Mark said, we would like to present your Purple Heart to you in front of all the people here in Seneca County and outbound counties that have come to this event tonight to thank you for your service. Well, this gentleman was so touched. He raised his hands above his his head, and he just let go, just let go of that walker <laughs> and just cheered, and the tears just streamed down oh, his face. I, I, I know. It was hair-raising. That's happening again. Here we go again. Here we go hair-raising on the arm. <laughs> but that was, was my highlight of the concert, Yeah, to see anything that touched someone, so touched his heart. So, Janet, let's talk about what is patriotism. Well, according to the definition by Wikipedia, patriotism is the emotional attachment to a nation which an individual recognizes as their homeland. Mm -hmm. So what is patriotism? So it's not just a United States thing. It's whoever is patriotic about where they live, where they're from. Indeed. Mm -hmm. And, And we all feel as though we have some patriotic in us through different things that we do in in our lives. For example, there are many Americans that fly flags. We fly the United States flag or we fly the flag of our country. Um, And and that's our way of showing patriotism. Um, That's one way to do it. other people show it by voting. You know, they go to the polls and they feel that they're being patriotic because they've stepped up and, and they've voted. They believe that that's a form of patriotism. Um, there is one particular guy that I was reading about. His name is Lawrence W. Reed. And Lawrence is a, um, he's the president of the Foundation for Economic Education and the author of the forthcoming book, Real Heroes. He's inspiring true stories of courage, character, and conviction. And, and I read this guy's article, and it was fascinating to me. And, and what he said is what he truly believed patriotism was all about is freedom, understanding it, living it, teaching it, educating others who teach about its principles. That, my fellow Americans, is what patriotism is all about. Is patriotism alive and well in the United States, Janet, in your opinion? Absolutely. Yes? I believe even more so now since September 11th, 2001, since America was attacked. I believe that that brought out more patriotic people in believing in this country because that one particular event meant so much to the American people. I I agree at that time, and I think war and times of crisis like 9-11 definitely brings out the patriotism in people, but my concern 
is that it's like yesterday's lunch. You tend to forget it if you're not reminded on a day-to-day basis, and that was 15 years ago, 9-11. And I just don't think that it's something that most of us, unless you're in the military or have a military family, I just don't think that it's thought about on a daily basis or taught or encouraged necessarily. Now, there is, you know, one thing that I've learned in my substitute teaching is that on 9-11, September 11th, Mm -hmm. most of the schools in Seneca County, and I would assume other counties as well, what we do is we take that day and teach all day long about what happened on September 11, 2001. That's awesome. All of your history classes, Mm -hmm. all of your math classes, everything is about what happened on September 11. Because as you and I know, you know, think about those kids that are in school that are juniors and seniors. Most of them weren't even alive when September 11th happened. That the elementary kids, they don't even know what September 11th is. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what that's that's all about. And and so we really focus. Should we say right now for anybody listening that did not experience it, who wasn't alive then? What did happen 9-11? Yeah, the, the bombings, they, they came over. They invaded our country. Terrorism. Terrorism. Hijacked two American planes, flew them into the Twin Towers in New York City, killing thousands of people and injuring thousands. I don't know the exact number, but a no, lot of people paid huge. the price that day. And I remember, I know people remember where they were that day. I was some little Ariana with a little toddler, and the other two were at school, and we had the TV on the background, and I saw the second plane fly into the second Twin Tower live, and it was like a movie. But it was really happening, and you're questioning, and then you just grab your child, and you, I just held her in that moment, I, and I called the school, and I was worried about the other two. Do they know? Are they scared? Should I come pick them up, and the teachers are saying, no, we're not letting them know, but of course, by the time they got home, they knew, and they had a lot of questions, and you know, a lot of parents went to school and took their kids out and brought them home. It, it was a day in our, our country, America was attacked. We were attacked by terrorism, mm-hmm. and and I was teaching that day. I'm a physical education retired teacher. I was teaching my class that day, and I remember the home home economics teacher running into my gym saying, we're being attacked, we're being attacked. Turn on the TV, turn on the TV. So we did. We turned on the TV, we brought it into my gymnasium, and all of the classes in the whole school came to my gymnasium. We sat there and we watched the video, the live video, and we all saw that second plane hit the towers. And I can tell you that we all just stood there in awe. We, 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 it was like a movie, like, like Vicki was saying. It was like, this can't be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, we can't possibly be being attacked. But we were. We saw those buildings fall one by one to the ground. The people jumping out of the buildings because, you know, the buildings where the planes had hit, most of the people that were on those floors 
some of them could escape by running down and getting out. But the others, because the planes hit in the central location, all they had to do, they had to go up. There was no staircase to go down, mm-hmm. so they had to go up. So you saw people on the rooftops of these buildings. Hanging out a window. Hanging out a window, screaming, crying, save us. Jumping to their Jumping. You saw, they had no other choice. Burn our job. Yeah, you saw live video of, of people jumping out of, of the building because it was either die by fire or die by jumping. Mm-hmm. You were going to die. It was very obvious to those people that they were going to die. It was making a choice. How am I going to die? That action changed our cultural perspective because no longer did war happen off our shores somewhere else. That was a new element to hijack civilian planes and kill knowingly innocent, many innocent people and bring it right to our shores. It was a new term in warfare. And really that's what we've been kind of looking at ever since with this terrorist acts across the country. It's, it's a new page, a new page in warfare. And if, if you even think about it, if any of you travel by, by plane, most of you have at least traveled some place on a plane after 9-11. If you think about the security today and what the security was prior to 9-11 happening, I know today's security, they have beefed up security so much mm-hmm. that they have invented all different types of security um, to view your body. Mm-hmm. You walk into a machine and put your hands above your head so that they can see every part of your body, whether or not you're carrying a gun, whether you're yeah. hiding a gun. It's infected every aspect of our lives. It really has. So, so what do you think? I know you kind of wanted to bring up this Kaepernick subject that is a problem in the news, taking a, a not saluting to the flag. And, and okay. taking a knee. Yeah. You know, I did some research on, on Kaepernick. He plays for the 49ers, San mm-hmm. Francisco 49ers. And what I learned about him is that his belief is he is protesting social injustice. Right. <laughs> specifically, the police brutality against minor- minorities. And I think what has happened, that was his whole basis of his protest was taking a knee. However, I think it got out of control, and, and most people are angry because he took a knee to the flag. And so it has been interpreted as him taking a knee about dishonoring the military, its flag, and Americans in general. Yeah, because that's not what the flag stands for. That's right. The flag stands for freedom. That's right. And the flag is the wrong symbol. So I I think what he's done by taking the knee, we do have freedom of speech. We are allowed to to voice our freedom of speech. But I think by him taking a knee, he didn't understand the ramifications of what that meant doing it on a football field that all of Americans watch every Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. We're glued to our TVs to watch national football. Mm -hmm. And he took a knee, and right away when we saw him take a knee, not stand for that flag, we have been told since we were knee-high to the grasshopper, you stand up and you do a pledge allegiance. You're proud of your flag. You do all your schools do the pledge of allegiance 
every single morning from the elementary to the high school because that's what we believe in, freedom of the flag. That's what that flag represents, Mm -hmm. our freedom in this country. So I think by him standing up for something that he believed because of all the bad things that are happening in this world today, he was just standing up to make a statement. But I don't think he really and truly realized the effect that just taking a knee. Well, yeah, when something goes viral. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and that happened. Maybe it was more than he bargained for. But I, I, I looked up some surveys, too, and I just kind of wanted to get a sense of how patriotism was rating in our country. Um, there's several surveys here. World Values Survey. This is a multi-country survey, and the top top-ranked country for self-expressed, I can't speak anymore. Okay, the top-ranked country for self-expressed patriotism was, I would even mention a guess, I can't not America. No. Ooh. Guitar. Guitar. Wow. 98% of its citizens report being very proud to be citizens of the country. Wow. What do you think the percentage of Americans were who said the same thing? I'd be afraid to even ask that number. Yeah, the percentage of Americans that said they're proud to be citizens was 56%. That's more than midway down the response category. Um, This might help shed some light on it. There was a Pew survey, and this was from 2011, but it's still fascinating. And I, I think one thing that we can break this down, patriotism changes per generation. Absolutely. The millennials, they're, while they're optimistic about their future, just 32% of the millennials believe the U.S. is the greatest country in the world. And it, it changes with the generation. So after the millennials, you have uh, Gen X. 48% of them believe in our country. And it goes up from there. The, the baby boomers... 50% of those believe our country is the greatest. And the silent generation, those born from like 1925 to 1945, they, that's 64% of them. That's just, those are scary, scary figures. Yeah. We're not getting it out there. That's what it's saying. We need to do more teaching with our younger generation because face it, guys, this younger generation, they're our future. Mm-hmm. Whether we want them to be the future or not, we need to teach them. We need to teach them what this country is all about and, mm-hmm. and the freedoms that we have because of our armed services. We need to teach them how important it is. We need to bring back the values. I think patriotism is like glue that holds our country together. And if you think about it, when we have these different social factions that are clashing right now, and it seems to be in a more heated way all the time. Sometimes it seems like we're almost regressing. What's the one thing we all have in common? We're, we're all U.S. citizens. I mean, you know, there's Absolutely. a lot, aside from illegal alien subjects, we're, we're all Americans. Okay, we have that in common. We have that in common. We are the same. We're Americans. We're human beings. So I I really do believe that putting more patriotism, encouraging that in our schools and our families, I think that would go a long way to do good in social issues as well. Absolutely. 
Because, you know, you look at America, and America's a mess. You look at the things that are happening in this world today. It's just getting scarier and scarier. It, it makes you afraid to get on a plane and travel to another country. Yeah, we and, don't want that. We don't want that's that. That's right. We do. We never want to fear doing the no. things that we want to in life. We are Americans. And we have our military to thank Absolutely. for helping us not have to live in so much fear. That's right. And it is a big deal. And, and, you know, it was such a reminder at this Patriot Day salute this last weekend, celebrating the 15th year. And I mean, I don't know what we could do on a daily basis to just get a little taste of that from day to day to remind us so we're not waiting until 9-11 every year. Or the- oh, I'd love to see events like that happening more often. I would love to see our schools teach it not just on that particular day. Right. I would like to see them teach it throughout the year. Yeah, and you're not telling anyone how to feel, how to think, their religious values, right. anything. But we all are Americans, and we all have the Constitution, and we all live under this flag, and, you know, we can agree on that, can't we, to take pride Absolutely. in our country? Take Absolutely. pride in our country. Our country is our home. That's our home. This is a home for all of us that we all live in together. So, you know, of course you want to make your home the safest, happiest place you can be. And you don't want a lot of fighting in your home. You know, this this Lawrence Reed, he the, the guy that I was telling you about that I did some research on and, and read his article that wrote the book, he said patriotism is never affected by politicians, their failures. Mm -hmm. Or any, that's right, it's separate. Mm -hmm. Or any shortcomings of some government policy or any slump in the economy of the stock market. Right, not to confuse the two. That would be nationalism. The word patriotism is appreciating your freedom. And, you know, my my big deal, what the theme of all these shows are for us here on Blog Talk Radio, is emotional intelligence. And here's a big thing, I think, that freedom pulls out and these underlying values come along with treasuring freedom, honesty. Honesty, because you aren't able to make accurate decisions without knowing the truth. To make true decisions, uh, intelligence, intelligence about what's happening. You got to keep up on the changes, the laws, what's happening in your political scene, and courage. Obviously, courage is a huge part of freedom for for more for military and first responders in particular. Every day, I can't even fathom the courage. We had a small taste of it here on our shores with 9/11. That's a fraction of what some of our military. We need more heroes in this country. What can we do real quickly? We're all out of time. We need to do some reading. You know, if you just go onto the website and type in September 11, 2001, and just watch some of the YouTube videos, watch the videos, educate yourself, learn about what this country is all about. And other countries. And other countries. You want to learn learn about patriotism. What is patriotism? And vote. And vote. It's your right. That's it. And that's where you get your say in the course of this history, this country's history. That's your, your place to say, this is what I think. A lot of people fought for that right to vote. It is a big deal. It is a really big deal. And yeah. you look, you go in and you ask the high school kids how many have voted. 
And you wouldn't believe the percentage that haven't. That's because that 32% back here. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So get out there and vote. Vote. Take pride in your country. You're an American. All right. Like Amen, Janet. Thank you so much for being here. Our time wouldn't go so quickly when you're here. <laughs> but thank you so much. It's been enlightening, and we can go on forever. But thank really you for having it. me, Vicki. It's been a pleasure to be on your, your show. Uh, my pleasure, Janet. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.